0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America N.A. member FDIC. Welcome to the Plant School podcast. I'm Rachel and here we learn about plants, how to care for them, how they work, and I keep it simple and taught in a way that anyone from beginner to expert can enjoy. Join me in Plant School. Hello and welcome to Plant School. So happy to have you here listening today. Before I dive in, I just wanted to give a shout out to you as a listener of this podcast. I've noticed there have been a lot of reviews coming in for Plant School podcast and I appreciate that so much. I don't think I could overemphasize how much it means to me. I think I mentioned a few episodes ago that when I first started this podcast, my episodes were really rough. I hardly edited and I'm like going back and trying to fix them, but it it takes me a long time because I do do this podcast in my free time. But because of those first few episodes that were really rough, I have gotten some really rude reviews when I was first starting. And so when you guys go on and actually give me good reviews and reflect how far This podcast has come. I appreciate it so very much. So I just wanted to say thank you to all of you who have given review. If you're listening, you're like, oh, I haven't done that yet. On most podcasting platforms, you can leave a review. I know Apple Podcasts is probably the biggest one that takes reviews into account. So if you're listening and you have an option to leave a review, all you need to do is click in five stars. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Please click in five stars if you think that this podcast deserves that, and that is literally it. You have finished giving a review. I don't expect you to write a novel or anything. If you do, go you. I love reading them, and it brightens up my whole day, but thank you to those of you who have left one, and thank you to those who plan on doing so. Alright, so getting into the episode, today we're doing a plant myth episode where we dive into a subject about a plant and we discuss, is this real or is it not? So today's question is, does a plant know where it is? And before I dive in, I do want to say a majority of the information that I got for this subject was from a fabulous book that I read called What a Plant Knows by Daniel Chamovitz. And so if you get the chance to read his book, it was a delightful read. So first thing I want to get into is what do I mean by this question of does a plant know where it is? I'm definitely not asking like, does a plant know its geography and its geographical location and what continent and what country it's in and the national anthem of that country? I'm asking how does a plant know to send its roots down into the earth and send its shoots up into the sky? How does it figure that out? So, this line of thought of figuring out how a plant knows this all began with a man named Henry Louis Duhamel du Monsou. That is French. I've never spoken French in my life, so please forgive me. But Henry was a French inspector and botanist. And so what Henry observed is that seeds experience gravitropism. Gravitropism is simply the roots going down, shoots going up. And if you turn a seed upside down, and place it in the soil, it will still send the roots down and it will still send its shoots up. It doesn't matter which way the seed is placed. So that was the very beginning. He just observed this, thought it was interesting, and it was about 50 years later that Thomas Andrew Knight put seedlings into a spinning wheel and he put them all sorts of different angles. They spun around really fast and interestingly enough, their roots all grew to the edge of the wheel and the shoots reoriented themselves to grow to the center of the plate. So the roots were growing in the direction of the centrifugal force of the wheel that was spinning around, showing that plants respond to artificial gravity. So from that, we understand that these plants experience gravity. That is how they know which way is up and down, because Thomas Andrew Knight manipulated gravity with his wheel that was spinning, and the plants reoriented themselves according to that wheel and the gravity, the centrifugal force it was making. So there's still a huge question in this research that's going on, and that is, how are these plants sensing the gravity? We know that they can sense it, and that's how they're figuring out how to grow up and down, and it doesn't matter if it's artificial gravity or if it's Earth's gravity. So we still are trying to figure out, how is a plant doing this? Darwin came along. I feel like he's involved in so many of these early plant studies. But Darwin came along, he included his son Francis in this work, and they set out to figure out where a plant is sensing gravity from. They had a hunch. They thought it would be the tip of the roots, so they decided to cut off the tips of the roots in different vegetables, and they found that the plants no longer were able to reorient their growth to go back down into the soil. This only affected the plant for a few days. It would regrow back that root tip, and with that, it would regain its ability to sense which way was up and down. So from that, we know that there is some sort of receptor in these root tips that is sending signals to the roots to know which way they need to be bending and growing, which is down into the earth. So that, like, concluded what Darwin and his son Francis found out, which was a huge discovery, figuring out where those receptors were. And we have actually figured out a lot more since then. I'm going to dive in what exactly we have studied and figured out about how plants know where they are right after this short break. So we left off asking what has been figured out after Darwin and his son Francis. And it was actually a while after they had figured out that the root tips had these receptors that molecular geneticists jumped into the equation and they were able to look at Darwin's results and they took the plant mouse ear crest, which is Arabidopsis thaliana, And this plant, we've talked about it a little bit before in other plant myth episodes, but its entire genome has been spelled out for us. Geneticists have pulled apart literally all of its DNA. We know everything about this plant DNA-wise. And so it made the perfect plant to study for this question. So what they did is they exposed the mouse ear crest plant to radiation because they were wanting it to mutate the genes that it had. And they found that with certain mutants, the plant didn't know which way was up and down. So they figured this out. They would take the mutants, flip them upside down. And there were plants that just didn't correct themselves at all. Their roots wouldn't turn around and start going back into the earth. The shoots wouldn't go up back out of the earth. They just stayed that way and tried to continue to grow. And so they knew from that that these mutated plants were missing the receptor. So they were able to look through its entire mutated genome and compare it with the original genome of the mouse ear crest and figure out what genes had changed. Now, all these plants, they kind of varied in how much gravity they could sense. Some of them would have the shoots that would just correct themselves. Some of them, their roots would correct themselves, but not the shoots. And an interesting note is that some plants who have mutated in nature just naturally, they are sold as ornamentals because their shoots don't know which way is up and they kind of wheat and hang everywhere. The Japanese morning glory is an example of one of those plants that has mutated and its shoots just hang down and we have not fixed it because it's really pretty and people like it. But moving back to the study, when they were looking at the mouse ear cress, they were able to reaffirm that it was indeed the root tip that was sensing gravity and they found that the endodermis, which is specialized tissue in a plant, was controlling the shoot's ability to know which way was up and down. So from there, they cut into the root tip, and using very powerful microscopes, they were able to see the cell structure, and they found these little ball-like structures, which they have named statoliths, and inside a statolith, there is space for a little ball to roll around, kind of like a ball in a jar, and this structure, the empty circle with the ball inside, is called a statolith. And this is very similar to how humans, we have autoliths in our ears. So our autolithic organ is contained in the utricle in our human ear, and it's like these little crystalline stones that float in fluid-filled vestibules, and they help us know which way is up and down, so if you took them out, we would have awful balance. I feel like we would be motion sick all the time, but I don't think we as humans could have survived without these. If we didn't have balance, we wouldn't be able to hunt or maybe not even gather if we had no balance. It would be embarrassing. It would be really sad for the human race. So they're super important and it turns out that plants have similar structures that are helping them have some sort of an orientation. That structure is called a statolith. So to confirm this, a scientist at Miami University in Ohio, his name is John Kiss, he created this magnetic field device, and it could stimulate gravity. He induced the statoliths in a plant to sit on different sides in those little ball-like structures. The crystalline ball would go to one side or the other through his magnetic field device that he made. And whatever side it sat on, the plant would start to grow in that direction. So, it's specifically the statolith in the root tips that is creating a plant's orientation of which way it should be growing. So, what happens if there's no gravity and the statolith has nothing to be responding to? So, this question could only be accomplished in space, and the statolith with no gravity would kind of just sit in the middle of the cell because it's not falling down anywhere because there's, again, no gravity. And so a plant's gravitropic bending of knowing which way is up and down just kind of stops when out in space. There's not like a right way for it to grow. The shoot grows one way, the roots grow another, but it's in no way related to anything because the statolith is sending no signals to the plant of which way is up or down. So there was a Danish plant physiologist, Peter Boysen Jensen, and he wanted to dive even deeper into this question of, okay, so a statolith, the little crystalline ball, it falls to the side of the cell, but how is it exactly sending the signal? Is it a chemical? Is it some sort of electric signal? What is going on? So what he did, he kind of did what Darwin was doing way back in the day. He sliced off the root caps, but then he took those root caps and he reattached them with a tiny bit of jelly. Not like grape jelly. I'm sure it was just like clear, pure jelly. And he had other plants where he put a very thin piece of glass between the root cap and the root that he was reattaching it to. So he found that the ones that had a jelly layer were actually still sending signals showing that it was indeed a chemical passing through the soluble jelly to the plant and telling it this way is up and this way is down. Now we know which way to grow. We figured out that this chemical that Peter Boyson Jensen was looking at was a chemical called auxin. Auxin is a plant hormone, it has many functions, and in this case, one of those functions is being used to tell the cells to increase their length in certain directions, helping it grow up and down in the proper way. So taking a huge step back, besides gravitropism and the plant responding to gravity, are there any other processes in a plant that rely on gravity? So there actually is. Plants will naturally circumnavigate, which means it it's moving its stem around in a circle. If you ever have like seen a time lapse of a plant, you can kind of see it. It just is rotating around and around in a circle as it grows and grows. And with some testing here on Earth and out in space, they found that this circumnavigating was a process that was built in and happened without gravity, but gravity helped it reach its full expression. So they were doing it a little bit in space, but they definitely were doing the circumnavigating a lot better down here on Earth, showing that there is some gravitational effect helping a plant circumnavigate and grow. And the reason why a plant even does this, why is it, you know, flipping around as it's growing, it is a plant's way of balancing itself If it didn't do this, oftentimes a plant will often fall over or not grow exactly straight, and it can cause a lot of problems for a plant. So last question, all in all, how well does a plant know where it is? From what we've discussed, and this is like all the latest science that there is, there's not too much more, we know that plants respond to gravity and they know which way to grow, they know which way is up and which way is down. And it helps them move or circumnavigate just as we rely on gravity to know which way is up, which way is down, and how to balance ourselves. But yeah, I thought this was super interesting to see how a plant is aware of which way's up and down and its own balance. And a plant having a statolith and humans having autolith I thought was so interesting. Makes me feel more connected to a plant that we have a very similar function going on in keeping our balance. But anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed listening and I hope that you have a great week and will join me next week for plant school. Thank you for being here and listening today, and I hope you'll join me next week. If you'd like to support this podcast and keep it going, you can find the support link below in the description and donate. Or I have some awesome Plant School merch, including stickers, shirts, and mugs, and the link to my shop is in the description as well. And if you don't want to spend any money but still support the podcast, share this podcast with a friend, either verbally or electronically. This will even qualify you for my giveaway. Just message me on Instagram at tinnyplant that you shared the podcast with a friend, and you'll be entered in for a chance to win some goodies. Winners will be announced on the podcast. Again, thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great week.